and then you, that's how you start it. Um, oh. What's up, guys? Hey, everybody. Um, this is the Learning to Lose podcast with Patrick Ridge and Billy Brandenburg. And Corey, do you want your Co- last name? Yeah, let's go. Corey Beard. Corey Beard, Kelly's brother. And uh, we actually just recently had Corey on. And the reason I wanted to have him back on was because I think Corey's been doing some soul searching and it sounds like he's, I don't know. What's the saying? Uh, the monkey's off my back, but the circus is still in town. That's a saying that they told me one time. Yeah, that makes sense. At a meeting. Cause it's like, I feel like for so long I, I carried around this like weight of like not fully surrendering to what my problem was, you know? Right. Yeah. I feel different now than, I mean, I've, I've had times where I didn't drink for 30 days, 60 days or whatever. But right now I feel totally different about it. I feel much more peace about it. And, 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 and I even admitted to myself that, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm an alcoholic or whatever, right. but it feels different now that, you know, I never had in mind that I would be done, like right, just done with it. Right. Or, or even that you could be. Or that I could even, right. Yeah, that's the cool part. I feel, is I feel a lot of peace about it. Yeah, like there is a solution. Right. There is like a way out, but we don't know that. We yeah. don't believe that. But we're here to tell you that like, yeah, it's, there is a way out. I can relate with that, just a piece about it. Right. Yeah. I still have fear and things about, like, the idea. It's overwhelming, the idea that, oh, I'll never have a drink again. I didn't but do it, that. I told myself I'd try a year. I mean, what could that hurt, right? No, it's, yeah. it's, you're honestly, like, that's the other cool thing about this program is it's, it's really not, you're not supposed to be, like, for, like, you shouldn't even be tripping on that. You should just be tripping on today. Right, I think I just... So you actually haven't drinking since, like, whatever, a week ago or something? December 3rd, yeah. So we should probably just let them know. Because I worry every night about you. Yeah, since we talked about it and I, did, you know, made a commitment. And, yeah. So and, Corey was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah but, what, like, but, 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 but we're going to post these in a row. Oh, I'm gonna post the the the, the well, first sometimes one. Sometimes they listen. Sometimes it goes weeks between listening. So I just want to let them know. So Corey was on the podcast. No, no, no. So check it out. Every single Tuesday, we post a new podcast, uh-huh. and the first Corey podcast has not been posted yet. Uh-huh. And this one will be posted right after that one. Right. Well, that's that's perfect. But still, just in case they don't listen to it. The listener doesn't listen to it for a month or something, which sometimes I do. Right, right. So Corey was on the podcast, and we were just talking like we normally do. And then he came to us a couple of days later and said, yeah, I think I'm an alcoholic. I want to get sober. And so that's why we're doing it again here just to, I don't know, kind of watch the progression of somebody getting sober and it's realizing amazing. it. And I mean, this is amazing. How this is feel. kind of like I feel like something I've wanted to happen with you know whoever there's been a few people on like Goodman and like Tim just different people that like you know we were and, and I'm not actually even saying 
that I knew that I know whether anyone is or isn't like, I swear I honestly was when, when we finished the podcast, I'm thinking, okay, he's probably not. I didn't. Yeah, even, me too. <laughs> you had me convinced, but, but there was one thing that you said that I'm now realizing. I think what you meant towards the end, you were like, I thought we were going to go harder on the question. I, I think what you were saying was you were kind of hoping we were going to push you to see your alcoholism. I wanted you to draw it out of me yeah, because I knew it was there. But you know what's cool is that you did it and you're the one who has to do it. It shouldn't be us. And if you're really practicing a program, you're not like forcing someone to see something like they have to see it on their own. And that actually speaks volumes of like our recovery because we had Goodman on the podcast one time and like, I feel like Hillary was going hard at him, mm. but it's that's and me you, and good you too. No, I feel like me and you were sort of like, I don't know. Oh, well you have a history with him. So, you but I saying, still don't know. Oh, I still don't know. Right. I was just trying to help him see the wreckage and he was like, you know, trauma this it was her it was a difficult situation and i was like all right well cool like uh well then you must not have a problem with, with drugs and alcohol and like to each his own like i don't think any alcoholic should be pointing their finger at any other person saying you have a problem right but i think you like you were saying just pointing out the wreckage allowing someone to see mm-hmm. what's there without is you know, accusative statements. Yeah. So what happened after the podcast? Um, well, I, I prayed about it and I had prayed about it before and just, you know, cause there were certain questions that were asked. And when we talked about this idea of the, a periodic, I think is how you labeled it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to really search and, and, and as we talked about that idea, and you asked me, hey, well, have you ever called anybody when you were thinking about drinking? To... And then I said, well, yeah, I have called somebody because I felt like I didn't have control of it and I needed to talk through it when, at a time when I was taking a, you know, I don't know, it was like 60 days that I wasn't drinking. But... What do you call and... that? Take, taking a sciatica? I don't know. What do you call that? A sabbatical? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> a sciatic. What's a fucking take a sabbatical? I never even knew what that meant, but people, I, what is that? A sabbatical? A rest or a break? Yeah. From so that's like, that's what you've done in the past. Right. And then you made a statement like, well, that just sounds like this, like that just sounds like alcoholism because it, essentially whether or not I can stop for a certain amount of time, it's when I do drink I don't have control of it. Like, I mean, and it, and it only gets worse with, you know, they say it's a progressive disease, right? but also something for me to think about is just the, the hot, like, are you like the, the, the biggest epiphany that I, that I've had about like realizing whether you're an alcoholic or not is just like how much you think about that question. Right. You could literally be sober for like, a year, but if you're thinking about it every day, right, you're an alcoholic, right? And that came up, and it was only days after I had, like, admitted to myself that I am powerless over this, and and 
and in your Sermon on the Mount meeting, the question came up to someone who's not an alcoholic. Do you think about that? And it was really revealing to me because that question creeps in, you know, immediately after you make a commitment, like, am I really an alcoholic? Do I really need, like, am I, is it, am I going overboard with this and just making a rash commitment or something? But that made it really clear to me that the fact that I have been asking myself that question for 20 years, like, that, yeah, Ru- that question has no place in my mind. Rudy anyway. was Rudy was uh, has been sober for like sixty days, and she was asking at the meeting. She was saying that she's been toying with the idea of drinking like a normal person, and we were all kind of talking about it with, amongst the group. And then I asked Greg. I said, "You know what, Greg? Do you ever ask yourself that question?" And he was like, "No." <laughs> Like normal people don't even like, and in the beginning of my sobriety, that was a question I asked a lot too. Like, I feel like I could just smoke. Once you get a little bit of time, you start thinking about how it's going to be different this time. And then my sponsor would always be like, you know what, man? Like normal people don't even have to ask themselves that question. Right. And that's the insanity. Yeah, that's the that's where the mind comes in. It's a three part disease: mind, body, spirit. So the mental obsession is believing the lie, or not believing the truth, or what is it? I don't know. Just believing what your head tells you after you just made a commitment, a heartfelt commitment to give it a try, or. I mean, that's our trouble even today is believing our minds. That's, what are they called? The self-talking mind. It speaks with great authority and it's your, in your own voice. And so you just, you're so used to believing your, you know, yourself. Why would you even question it? But so the weird thing is Rudy's been doing the same thing and it's like, dude, if you don't have a fucking problem, why do you need to drink or smoke? You'd spend 60 days out of your fucking entire life. What's the big deal? You know? And why is she asking that question? She brought that up to me as well. When? I don't know. A few days ago or something. And I mean, it's normal. We all do it. Right. So why is your, why is your response? Like one of like, what'd you just say? No, I didn't say that to her. But right now you're saying it. I'm saying it that that's the insanity. Right, it is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it's like, yeah, well, the, the, and the answer to that question is that's alcoholism. Yeah, I feel like I'm so used to, to hearing that, that, you know, that whatever that voice is that, that drives you to, to want to drink or smoke or whatever it is. And, and I, after a few days, I just sit back and wonder, what is this voice? It's like some imposter. And I'm just sitting back after hearing you guys, you know, talk in so many different ways about this, that just sit back in an observer and just listen to the things that it says and yeah. realize that it's not, I'm, that's not even me. Well, like, where'd you get wh- that from? Is, have you been reading Eckhart Tolle? I have read The Power of Now. A long, long time ago. That's the only Eckhart Tolle I've ever read. Yeah. But that was... Min- that was I don't Be know. the watcher. The observer. Right. 
Yeah, because you are not your mind. You are right. not your thoughts. Right. And if you're watching your thoughts, then what are you? You know? Right. It's weird. Something essentially deeper. Yeah. But there and real. And I remember realizing that at a pretty young age, just that my own mind could trick me. So I'm obviously not my mind. Because it doesn't make sense. You know, just... Strange. I I must be something altogether different to like to even be to tricked by it, you know. Right. So then, what is it? That Such a weird thought. Is the different dimensions of reality, or maybe your mind? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to even. Like the real you, maybe is a spirit, right? And uh, but then what is the mind? I mean, I look at it. They talk about the mind as being the character that you built over your lifetime through your experiences. But it's just, what a trip to think it is. You are not your mind because you can watch your mind and your thoughts. Well, so if you're going to do a video, you right. should do like, like you're an observer outside of it. Up of us yeah. talking. Your emotions. Well, so we your... don't even know what we are like really. Cause we think we're our mind and we identify with it and that's who we think we are, but we're not that we're something else. And even on a more simple level, some people identify just with their body, like they're just this physical being, you know, like they don't even see beyond that. Yeah, I always liked when Ron would say, "We, I think I'm like Pat and I'm like kind of crazy and I have like tattoos and I speak my mind and like what I'm sober and it's just like, no, that's what I think. How others see me could be totally different and None of it's true. Right. But no, then what is true? That's the it, weird it, thing. It doesn't really matter. I guess you'll never and, really and, know. And Ron, him kind of describing that in a way of like, well, first of all, other people's opinions of me is none of my business. And there's just no way I could ever do all the right things to have everybody seeing me how I want them to see me. That's just impossible. So fucking, I just gave up trying and I'm just trying to just, all I'm trying to do in each day is just be honest. Yeah. When I gave up trying to be whatever I thought I should be, that's when things really started happening for me. Yeah. Like, like, like I just shared about some shit in the meeting that was probably like, I don't know. Sometimes I, I, I'll get, extra specific and vulnerable and honest in meetings. And when I do that in prime time, like I never like the way the meeting goes because it just seems like after that point in time, it's everyone coming up to the point podium telling me what I should do and not like applying it to their life as if they're like perfect spiritual beings. Like the way that like Paul was starting to talk to me. Well, what do you think? It's just difficult because from my perspective, when you you put that out there, I have such a strong desire to to help you. I want to fix whatever that problem is. Yeah. So I'm going to put that. out that whatever that solution that I think might be, which is great. And I actually really liked how you and how um, Hamish were were they, how you how you you guys were kind of like Hamish like you were they it was being addressed in a way where it was like it wasn't, they didn't have the answer. Like none of us have the answer. Right. And each of us has an approach that works for us as far as a solution that's being delivered. Like even you and Paul talking about 
his sponsor. But when and, Paul and how, but Paul started hitting me on some like almost like hostile like I don't have any fears today because I just give it to God and it's like I don't believe that. Right, but that's his, that. that's a language he speaks and he might not have been coming across. Yeah. And then accurately you, Billy, from what was inside. You, but, Billy was like, this meeting is getting, like he started Well, no, judging. that's when you and Paul started having a. a, a but that's just the way it Well, went. it's my belief that if a meeting is run like a certain way, you kind of circumvent and avoid those personal battles, which I think is better for the meeting. But whatever, you're running it the way you are, and maybe that is better. Maybe you're right. Well, maybe neither is better. Well, that's, yeah. They're just different. And, and, and this meeting But if serves, it goes too far into that, yeah, then it becomes... No, it started getting yeah. kind of weird there. And then, like, Mikey tried to say some shit. <laughs> and then this listen, other guy... I was, just, I was just talking to Greg, and I was like, yeah, that could have really taken a wrong turn. It, well, it, it got close, but well, I mean, this new guy shows up and he starts spitting. Well, he, but that there, that he's he he, that guy there. There was, bam. yeah. And he was hitting himself with a book and he, every time Pat or someone would say something, he'd be like, there, he was a little off. I thought it was a good beating. I just kind of wanted to like rein it back in. Gus left, walked out. You got, you left. And I was like, yo, I'm just going to read. Basically, yeah. what we went over. And Can you read that? What, um, what is that? The book is right behind you. Why that's, don't you read it? No, that's uh, what we're gonna. Get, that's we're gonna get to that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it becomes so reactionary. Yeah, done. Yeah, in that kind of situation, where it's just all these chemicals pouring in, and they're just reacting, and there's not. Yeah, a and, lot and, of. And I think that gentleness like, left. Well, I mean, and that's just the way it went, and like. I think that that's okay, and it just happened that way, and next time, I mean, it's never gotten to that place before, and I do think that Big Frank has an aggressive, I mean, this guy's thrown books from the podium like at people because they right. don't get it, but the whole point of AA is we're all a bunch of people that like can't get it like that's why we have to keep going because if we don't go we're not going to have it and and some people are going to have it more so than others and that's what we're here is to help each other Mm. come back to that place and reading about debt and talking about money triggered my fear in a real way and i put it out there in a real specific way and billy has his opinion of like tim and Gus has his opinion of Tim and, and really all it comes down to is God. And it's hard to speak in a general way. And I don't know what the answer is, but, and that's okay too. But I, you know what? I don't think there's like some big answer. Right. That's another thing that was like kind of annoying when Gus was saying, like he was saying some shit, like well, the answer will be revealed. But I think the answer is just take loving steps in the moment you're in. And like, I just talked to Tim and we're going to meet tomorrow and we're going to like take steps every day is a new step. Yeah. That's wise. I forget sometimes too, to look at the situation and think, what would I do and speak to me instead of to the person? Right. But you don't know what you would do because you, well, I do, I would definitely pray and I would probably pray in a specific way if I had a lot of fear. But what I'm saying, what I would do, but what I'm saying is like the solution. No, I don't know. Right. And, and in each situation, it's, you would not, you can never know what 
I should do if you were me, unless you've walked in my shoes and worked with Tim for as long as I have. And right. So you're only getting like what I've told you about him. So you yeah. don't really know the full picture and what I've observed, yeah. which, which you're, you have a lot of like a lot of what you're saying is true. And that's like what I, about the unmanageability thing. And that's like, that's like a choice that I've made. I've made a choice to work with Tim. Who's a little bit, you know, he has flaws, but he also has strengths that I think outweigh those flaws. Same with my wife. Like she smokes and drink and does microdoses. She does all kinds of crazy shit, but like it's works for me. And like the other thing that was cool that we've learned in AA is if a relationship is 51% good and 49% bad, it's worth fighting for. And the other thing that I thought was so cool at the end there is Paul and you, he came in, everyone was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 I but I still was trying to get to Paul's truth, which it's very difficult for people to get vulnerable and expose their shit, especially alcoholics. Well, it, and just... I hold on, I was trying to get Paul to admit that he has fearful moments and it's hard for me to believe that he's never in fear. Well, obviously he's not. That's but no, that's what no he's human saying. Being. Well, I think his language is a little more. But know, I almost feel like it would be more relatable if he could be like, "Yeah, man, I definitely have moments of fear, and that's where I need to go to God, and it gets removed." And right, it it just is like from from my perspective, it was just like such a personal matter for you. And then hearing a, hearing so many different people saying, "Hey, well, this." It's like you said, if unless you can walk in my shoes, that's where empathy comes in. That's where like all you need is someone to be empathetic. And just you. so everyone understands, what we're talking about is me having shared in the meeting about some financial fear I'm in because we're doing jobs and people are late on paying us, and the debt is kind of like not necessarily going down. And that's the thing for me is I feel like the debt should be going down because right now we don't have any overhead and I don't know if we're paying close enough attention or we're not getting paid soon enough. And I was just sharing about some of that financial fear and people were coming in and they were giving their two cents. And I mean, Billy, you, you made it, you took it to a place that was awesome. And you were the only person that got really specific. You asked, is Tim's life manageable? Mm. And then you were drawing the conclude, conclude, you were coming to the conclusion that if he can't manage his own life, how could he manage a company? Yeah. And that's an argument that's been made by different people that know him. Well, like you said, he has strengths and weaknesses. Exactly. His strength is sales and and and, and yeah, and negotiations. And, and, and in stuff. Tim's defense, his life is exactly the way he wants it. Maybe, maybe. Well, I don't know if he knows. For, we, I mean, you know. And really, you you put it out there, and then your answer was kind of there pretty quick. And I think not a lot needed to be added to that. Exactly. Right. And but, of course, but, there's a solution. Whether or not it's knowable is, who knows, at this moment. But God has a, you know, I believe God has a plan for our lives. He's seen the outcome already. He knows the outcome. Mm-hmm. And and we need to just trust in those little steps. Like you were saying, this one little step is what I need to do. 
And we need to just trust in those yeah. little steps. And then more of the plan will be revealed through that step. Yeah. And then not, not a lot more needs to be said about it and right we now. Read, we read it right out of the book again. It's the, right. it's our thinking that we have to be aware of and try to put in the positive and, and I like to break down limitation. Like I automatically limit myself in so many ways. And so there is an art to it and a practice. And Hamish was hitting that too. And mm-hmm. Check out the waveforms. Am I talking too low again? Like, just, I hey, feel like I'm as loud as Corey. Just, just look at him. <clears throat> Which one is me at the bottom? I'm not sure. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I think I'm the second one. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I Corey's don't the bottom one. I don't know why, but like my level is just always like on point. Yeah, I'm sure my my waveforms are probably not looking. Yours is looking right sadder now. than mine, which is surprising. But like, I just want I like Billy. I just always want. Well, Billy no, it was high when you spoke, but you don't speak. You haven't spoke. Yeah. Anyway, go. But just pay attention to it. Okay. Just like I do, just because <clears throat> it will help us. Yeah. So Corey, so so what's going on in your mind, man? How many days do you got? I don't know. What's the date today? 14th? The 14th. 11 days. You should be like keeping track. Yeah. 11 days. He's been reading the book on his own and journaling. And he, he texts me at 10 and calls me during the day. I feel like we probably should get into some book work or something. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like I'm totally inadequate cause I don't know. Well, no, but what we just went over. Yeah, which is like two pages, which I could do with you. Yeah. But, but dude, those, like those two pages, that's an hour. Yeah. You give him that hour. I give you another hour. I get an hour. You give an hour. And then he needs to start giving away an hour, like mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between the way, that's the difference between the way it has been presented to me by Michaelis is the difference between the way it, AA, some people in AA think that like you shouldn't be taking anybody through the steps unless you've gone through all of them. But in the book, it says that the only way to treat your disease is by going through the steps with someone else. So that means that you're going to be untreated until you finish your steps because it's in the process of giving it away that's where you get catapulted into the present moment. So if he's only doing it with you, you're not getting that other 50% of it, which is you giving it away to someone else. And I think that he could be fucking awesome at doing this. I already know he's going to be. But who would you give it to? Do you know anybody? Uh, No, not at the top of my head. Well, no, I mean, he could, he could literally be going, giving it to Gus. It doesn't oh, matter so, who has so more time. So it's working with others. It's not taking them through the steps. Yeah. Well, well, it's just going, it's taking them through the book, which we already went, we already figured out which parts of the book are which steps. Right. So all we do is read. It's not like a, you're not talking about like a sponsor. You're just talking about working with another person. Well, it's also been shown to me that, that the whole point of a sponsor doesn't really serve sponsor or sponsee because we're not really supposed to be relying on another person anyway we should just be working with as many alcoholics as possible and like me and billy have have seen in our relationship like the roles like there are times when he calls me and he's asking me questions that a 
quote unquote sponsor would be answering, but like we're just two alcoholics trying to stay sober. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've always kind of had this inclination that like that whole idea doesn't really make sense because like as soon as you become a sponsor, you're automatically starting to attach your ego to that. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, Oh, I'm like helping this person stay sober when you're not, you're just not. God is helping each person stay sober. Mm-hmm. And through the step work, you find that power and you get catapulted as Michaelis likes to say into the present moment. There's some humility in that knowing that you are getting as much as you're giving. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And when I'm doing it with him, I'm thinking about how I'm going to give it away. Right. And it helps me do it. So when he starts going through this shit with you, you're going to be like taking notes or whatever that will help you give each piece away as you're being given it. So it also helps you. It also helps you learn it better. So it's not until I give it away that I fully understand it. Right. And then in each experience, I'm having like a new, like when I just did it with Billy, like it deepened in a way that like it hadn't with any other person. And each person I do it with, I see new things. Yeah. But it's not really hard or Mikey, complicated you. or it, it's, it's pretty simple. It's like you write this prayer. The first thing you write in the, in the cover of the book is God take away everything. I think I know about this book, about this process and about you, God, so I can have an experience with you. That's the first thing we write. Right. And then you're going to have someone else write that. And then you're going to talk about why, what does that mean to you? Right. So what does that mean to you? just letting go of these preconceived notions of anything. Yes. Really? Yeah. A hundred percent. Including even my idea of God. Uh-huh. And, and maybe trying to renew a relationship with God. A hundred percent. Now. A hundred percent. We can be born again every day. Right. And that's, I think where that term born again comes from. Yeah to become a born again Christian or whatever. Like, I think that I don't know. Born is it new in every moment? Yeah. Like, is it possible to be born again? Like multiple times in the Christian faith? Well, that's the idea that you're continually, continuously born again. There it is. Cause you know, when you're born again, you're not just like all of a sudden, you know, Oh, I don't sin anymore. I'm, I'm good now. Right. It's like you're constantly in this cycle of, forgiveness and and seeking reconciliation to God over and over and over so, again. So so basically that prayer is allowing us to be born again in every time we do this step work. Right. Whether we're doing it with someone else or someone's doing it with us, that prayer that's the first thing we say every time we do the step work just to remind us to allow because you might start thinking, "Oh, but my God allowed me to drink for 20 years. You might start thinking shit like that or like obviously or, or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's just, we just, our mind just takes, grabs a hold of things and just warps them. You know, I was thinking about that. I wonder if that prayer that we read sort of subconsciously added to this thought, but I was thinking, you know, I'm very much into, uh, what would you call this? Uh, 
like the quantum or okay the darkness so the darkness i believe in my opinion is infinite and the light like so the darkness is is what we don't know and the light is what we think we know and it's just a little flicker candle in an infinite darkness right so this forgetting about everything i know is that what it is or i think i know it's it's god help me forget everything i think i know about this book about this process and about you god right and i'm i'm like i really love that idea because even that concept would be difficult for any human because even if you for you try to put aside the things that you think matter as i know you still have all the things that you don't really consciously have in your mind that you still know and you run by and you're hardwired with but i really believe in some way that we have divine power as humans you know kind of like made in the image of god and the stuff we read in the book about healing and if you could get as right as jesus you could perform the same works or even better doesn't it say in the bible even more that you could do even more and so i toy with this idea because you know, initially because of illness and injury and mental illness and all these things. But it's like in me, I know that there's more, but it requires this true blank slate, this true no thought, this Mm. true oneness and completeness with the, I don't even like calling God, God, because I'm already have an idea. So I've been going to calling him the ness, the completeness, the wholeness, the everything just is and that i always go to this it's kind of lame but in that mm-hmm. in that in that space if you could truly have an open mind a blank slate like no thoughts that you could have this oneness and it's almost like the the atoms and and, and molecules flow through you like you can almost feel it happening which it does happen in science even i mean chemical reactions are always molecules attaching to other molecules and atoms and switching and it's happening inside us and outside us all the time. But do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I have, it's this. So I almost feel like even religion and like certain people I feel are, are drunk on Jesus. They're not really, well, I can't say anyone else's experience, but it's emotionalism to me. Like, emotionalism religion rather than practical or it's their mind filtering it into this but it could be so much more if Mm -hmm. there wasn't the filter also the ego well that's part of the filter the ego alcohol all that's anyway i don't know that i'm really getting at what i'm trying to say but i believe there's this ultimate kind of one that is achievable possibly or to get closer to it and the the remarkable feeling like when you fell on your knees in the meadow right you know yeah, what I i'm think saying a lot of the time there's this misconception that it's an it's a logical understanding of god or that it's this it's the, no the logic. Men, right it's this mental like grasp of who and what god is and who i am and, yeah. the, and this feeling it's not a feeling it's not a it's not of the senses or the mind even it's it transcends all those things it's it's i don't know it's not even an understanding it's i just realized something really cool this is like 
like normal people like us trying to talk about this, it's, it's like profound because there's no person that's like more qualified to try to explain this because it's not like logic. It's not like you can't like understand it. Like I guess Jordan Peterson is pretty good good at at explaining it, but like, I almost feel like it's just as valuable for us to be trying to explain it for people who aren't on that level. Does that make sense? You're drawing out of your own experience. Yeah. And it's almost more relatable for people who are trying to find it. It's always been there. Even when I was a little kid, like I I have more words to put it into place, but that thing has always been in there. So, I I mean, I guess I could call it Jesus or Christ or God. I think Corey will be, I mean, this is the, this is the main part about trying to stay sober. This is like the, 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 the biggest key to unlocking that ability. And he's like right there. And this is like something that took us years to even begin to try to see or understand or it's not even that you're we're, that we understand it it's just that we're like open to it and he's already there yeah which is interesting i find that very well because he's been doing attractive. this for a long time but like yeah. just not he just hasn't added the sobriety element to it yeah which I, don't, is, I want to steer people like in the wrong way this is all flu frufu flufu whatever stuff this isn't aa this is just something that I think about often, which AA brought me to kind of in a way or, you know, but if this isn't AA, then what is AA? Well, AA is everything, right? Cause it's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. It's just, that's a preconceived notion. AA is nothing but spiritual principles given to you in a way that you can actually apply them to your life. You know, like kindergarten for spiritual principles or something like what it's been, what's what what what, what Michaelis has rec- recently been telling me is AA is only a path to us being the light of God, and that's what that guy said. That kind of at the end, I don't know if you were there. So Mikey was talking about what he read there. I, the light of God, and, and then he's like, "Well, let's not suck our own dicks." You know, because he thought that was kind of arrogant that we were calling ourselves the light of God. But we are. I know. That's what we're trying to be. I know. I'm just, I'm just right. saying right. at the end of the meeting there, like. He said that? Yeah. And then Mikey got a little offended. And he's like, what? I mean, I guess you could, it, it could be interpreted as arrogant. Like, oh, I'm the light of God. Well, no, we all are. Yeah, I think yeah. Mikey was hoping that he would elaborate a little as, as to what he meant by that because I, I yeah. don't, I don't know that I fully understand what exactly he meant, but I think I know what you're saying. I feel like he was just saying, "Well, let, that's a little arrogant, you know. Let's not right. put ourselves too high and mighty or whatever." Right, which I, think... I could see that as well. Yeah. I want to read that part from my book. Yeah, he thought... said it's right back here. Anyway, so so what what? what oh, who put the case in? This case confuses me. I know. I hate <laughs> book I covers. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't have the case on it. If I really understand who I am, 
I, the light of God, my spirit will be joyful at all times. Life is a condition manifesting growth, spiritual growth, moral growth, intellectual growth, and physical growth. The steps will give me deep spiritual qualities. And so I can relate with that, and I immediately go to, well, what if your dog gets hurt or your child or something? Are you going to be joyful? But the odd thing about that state of mind, that presence, is no, you're not going to be happy about that, but you have a greater, like, even death is not the end in this unknowable truth, if I want to call be arrogant again, I guess. Like, maybe it's not truth, but that thing, because I'm going to die too. Like, life and death, no matter, it doesn't, no longer holds like this sort of literal, here I go again. Blah. Right, but it's Into the, the atmosphere. you don't have to enjoy the outcome of some horrible circumstance, but you can still express joy at any time, even in the midst of terrible circumstances. It's a choice. Right, and even that, let's say your kid does get hurt. Well, at least they didn't die, so you could be joyful about that. I or, mean, we're also, you know, it reminds me of this thing about worshiping things like and this is another thing that that i that i had that he had me write down which is cool um the 12 steps are a finger or a guide to get the principles and the power from god the book is not to be worshiped like other human resources only my god so like we're not supposed to worship the book or a sponsor or any any human resources, but we do worship human resources, which is why we have an emotional reaction to anything. So his whole thing is like, if I'm having an, an emotion, if I'm having any emotional reaction to anything, there's an element of worship in that. It's pretty high level, right? But I don't really need to have a, an emotional reaction to anything. Debt, likes, followers, girls. It's its all just a part of the thing that's supposed to be. But Worship, that's like impossible. Worship is something that just human beings do at all times. Mm. You're always worshiping something. Right. It's the self. It's the object. It's money. Power. Wealth. Success. Power, or God. And if you're doing something that seems menial, it it still could be an act of worship to God because that's where he's placed you. That's his will for you. That's what he's called you to. So in following what his will for, for you is, that's an act of worship to God. You're always serving. That's all we do is serve. Even the highest king on earth, he's still a servant to something. I was thinking about that too because Jordan Peterson talks about us as the kings of our own lives. And a king is not what you what you would think. Like, oh, I get all the jewels and the gold and the girls and the food. A king is someone who takes on tremendous responsibility and serves on a greater level. It's a matter of authority. And things, yeah. also has to be a motherfucker sometimes to make the right choices for everybody, even though it's going to hurt. Some so you, people. Some people. So you need to be able to stand up for yourself and be assertive, and you can't be like a people pleaser to be a king, a good king, I'd say, and manage a good kingdom. Right. Yeah. 
which I started. I, I love, I just soak these podcasts in, man, especially Jordan, but there's a few of them, Art of Manliness and Ologies, um, Joe Rogan. Sometimes that's more entertainment than anything. <clears throat> right. Yeah, Jordan Peterson's just so good at articulating things so clearly. Oh, you listen to him too? Oh, I've heard a lot of things. Uh, oh, yeah, he goes deep, man. Yeah. He, like, really, like, puts it together, like... Very digestible. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and he's not, like, scared to say no. Like, right. shit's hard. This is going to be a challenge. It's not easy. Start cleaning your room, which is so profound, because when my room is disarray or other things, just not right once i put the effort into that then i it starts flowing out into my work into my billing into the way i pre- present myself and stuff yeah, something as simple as just making my bed right when i get out of it yeah could really set the tone for my entire day yeah yeah i'm like fuck i didn't i didn't make my bed but no I, mine mine's not made right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but that can something as simple as that really can set the tone for your whole day, your whole like say my garage or my workshop or whatever. If it's not clean, my mind isn't organized and clean. Yeah. Like I'll carry that with me. I want that's for that saying that cleanliness is next to godliness or something like that. Yeah. And and the other thing that I, I need to that I find is he says that if you don't have a lofty ambition your life, you will suffer. I think that's a quote from someone else. And I mean, it, and he just turned it around for me. Responsibility is the essence of life. Uh, like I, my whole life, I tried to avoid that. I got when like I, too much right now. But it's good because that yeah. is what brings a better life. Yeah. The, 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 the moments, yeah, that the, there's a certain fulfill, fulfilling, there's this feeling of like fulfilledness, having things organized and, or just like, it's like every little fucking thing is just so, it's like, oh, let's make the hats. It's a big job. Everything. It's like, it's just like, it's like design them, get the test, change the thing, get the thing. Get the hats, put them on the website, try to sell them, got to ship them. That's just one little part. But it's like once once you figure that stuff out and you start having people doing certain things and it's like like we're selling merch now. and Really? Better? More? Yeah. Like we sold like $500 of merch in like last week because we just finally got this new merch in. But it's just... You know, you just keep chipping away at it. Like, you have more listeners on the podcast. Like, the meeting's happening every week. Like, the followers are going up. More people are learning about the, the learning to lose. And it's just, I wake up and I'm like, okay, it's like, it's better than it was a year ago. Like, I mean, this wasn't even, so you can imagine where it'll be. And What's so profound about the books we're reading and everything, and I've realized this over time, is like, I have an idea. And boy, is it exciting. But once you start to implement it, within five minutes, you're like, oh, fuck. That's... Yeah, so the things you truly love happen, but it's almost, to me, like, inconceivable that 
even organizing some notes takes me an hour and I got to get up, tape this here, put this in the folder, make a folder, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how do I ever get anywhere? Everything takes so much time and effort. But I remember I even have it stuck on my mirror in my bathroom. Little baby steps, little baby steps. That's it. That's what makes everything. Yeah, if I think about it the way Pat was just talking about it, I'll get overwhelmed and I'm likely to get none of it done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I got to think, what can I just do right now? Yeah. And as long as I focus on that, then I I get through so many little steps that I look back and say, how how did I... Yeah. How did I get that much done? And that's why the power of now is so profound right. because you're in the now then. And and if you can be present in the now, you're not thinking about the big picture. You're thinking about, you're just focused. You're not even thinking almost. You're just doing. Right. And, and, and you're not even not enjoying it. It's not even a miserable task if you're present. Right. And even it's not bills that, and mail and all that shit. Right. And it's not that you can't plan for the future because that's just a task for right now. Yeah. You can yeah. make goals and things. Yeah, but they just, you're, you're here now. You have your plan and your goal, but you're here now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I go through cycles of being totally overwhelmed and have stuff everywhere and just, I'll just avoid all of it and do something that I enjoy and create another mess and make it even worse. But, and I'm just distracting myself and it gets so out of hand that I, and then once you already have a mess, you're like, oh, I'll just leave these dishes and right. I'll just throw that over there. I mean, it's already a mess. Yeah, I get this this overwhelming defeatism. Like, it, there's no point in trying to fix any of it. Just Yeah. What's always astounding to me is at some point you do. You get up and you start cleaning, but you're not really thinking. You're just doing mm-hmm. within a day or two or it always builds. You're like, fuck, I'm really organized. How did this happen? Thank yeah. you, God. I mean, for right. inspiration or power or direction, because that didn't seem doable. Right. I have to shut out the whole, I can't see it all at once, and I have to yeah. just see one thing Minders, at a time. Yeah. 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 And it's pretty amazing because I'm really happy with my life right now. <clears throat> my life blew up six months ago. And I'm putting it back together, and it was, I came here to Pat's, and I was just, holy fuck. For one, I had to face something that's been walking with me for like a decade. That was a big deal. The thing with the girl. With Aestrid. It's so funny that you just brought that up, because I I think I made it, pretty much made a decision today that I'm going to make a video. Oh, yeah? Well, I hope she doesn't come after me. I'm happy she's not in my life anymore. But it's not, it's not, well, what could she do that she hasn't already, like, I feel like there's been so much space in between the event. She already did everything she could. Yeah. So and, now. And continues what, to on my part. Now, well, so now when this comes out, it's just going to be, first of all, I don't think anyone's even going to see it because I'm only going to post it on YouTube and TikTok. But if for some reason she was to see it, like, what would she do? All she, the only thing she could possibly do is try to defend herself because she looks completely insane. Yeah, in but video. when people try to defend themselves, the first thing they do is they attack the characters of the, ac- the accusers. Well, then that would be me. And me. Yeah, but you're not really... I don't care. I mean, she, you're right. She's already done all she can do. So, she so, can just reiterate what she already has so, and try to like reignite. But it's all, the fire's already out. Like she already did everything she could. So my thing is like, I'm not, 
I'm not going to be making this video. Like I told, I talked to my therapist about it and as long as I'm not coming from a place of anger, like revenge, which I'm not like, I'm not even like mad. I just want to make a honest piece of, I just want to make a honest video about something that happened in my life, in my house. And I'm entitled to do that and I have the right to do that. So I'm going to do that. And I mean, I, I think that there are some really powerful messages that need to be, that I want to portray through this video, which is that it doesn't matter how much time you have. It doesn't matter how much, how important you are in AA. This is what can alcoholism can look like if it's untreated. And she clearly did things that were untreated. And, and, and she tried to wreck your life. And also another testament that I, another thing that I think could be an amazing takeaway from this video is here we are six months later and Billy's okay. Yeah, sorry, I don't know much of the backstory. I, I that to, to <laughs> God though, not to... So to he me. had a a woman who carries a lot of power and influence in and out of the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous came to my house um, and somebody was filming her with a phone and she fucking lost her shit. It ended up being an argument and a fight and she ended up leaving calling Billy's wife and just like saying everything and anything she could to Billy's wife to get him to her to want to leave Billy. And they were already on the fritz. This woman had already had beef with like me and Billy because of this whole CBD thing. Um, and then that night his wife, his, his baby's mama was like, I don't want you coming home. So she just, this woman literally blew up his life and she had the power an influence to make a phone call and have that happen when he wasn't even the one filming her. He was just his, his crime was just like being my friend and at my house and not being as angry at me as she was. So she attacked him. But what we really wanted to do was my birthday and it was a party and we wanted everyone to had beef to come together and hopefully bond but, but she saw the opposite. Happened. She saw one person filming with his phone, which is just like what we do here. Like Mikey just stuck a phone in your face. Like, but the weird thing about the whole night, which I feel like I almost want to address in the video is that like, <clears throat> she immediately started talking about things that she didn't, it was almost like a test. It was almost like she came in here and started talking about like a lot of very personal. private, personal, vulnerable things in front of people that she doesn't know in a place that she's already like, she wasn't like being like cautious. And it was almost like she was like trying to put bait out there or, or something. something. It was weird, man. She walked into the lion's den with a steak. Yeah. And, 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 and almost wanted to get stir. Yeah, something you know up. why? Probably because they kept trying to tell me to stay away from you, you know, and like 
don't you really? pick a side. You know, we're the right side, you're the wrong side. And I didn't. I didn't pick a side. And I continued to come here and do the podcast and work with you. I mean, oh, you mean like... And even after the CBD, but even previous to that. And so that's... She is maybe a bit of a power freak. Well, yeah, and this is the kind of thing that's been happening. And I was a loyal, I was a loyal doggy to her for a decade. Right, <clears throat> and I felt a little bit about, I felt a little bit of that too, because I'm a lot like her, and I've been dealing with this kind of stuff my whole life with people like me, who are like alpha people, mm-hmm. and I felt what I meant when I just said I felt a little bit of that what she felt was I was wanting you also to not leave. Like there was this weird thing. I felt a little bit of that also, but I knew that that was like unhealthy and I was trying to like work that out the right way rather than like do weird manipulative shit to him. Like, I don't think I ever told him to like not fuck with the, her either one of, I never told you like, don't fuck with them. No. But why would you? Because I was with them for years before I met you. Yeah, but like I... Yeah, you could have. That's the kind of thing that like... But I think you're smart enough not to do that. But it's not even about smart. It's like that would be succumbing to that part of me, that competitive like power struggle thing, which, which like this happened to me with like Aaron too in high school. Like I've always been a target for people like that. So the first question I would ask is why did they not want you to be fucking with me or, or her? Well, they're, they're, they're saying, and I don't know if this is the true reason, but that you're, you're lost or you're, okay. So you're what? A, bad influence. a lot of alcoholics are lost. Why me? Why, why weren't they telling you to stay away from Max? Like he was obviously lost at the well, time. That's why I think maybe that's not really the truth. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just their smoke, I think. Or- but, but, but the truth is I, she didn't want you fucking with me because it was a threat to her. Yeah. Like, and that's the same thing that happened with like Aaron Levant in high school. Like he just saw me as like another like alpha male that he yeah. needed to take down. Yeah. And this is something and so same with this guy who threw a rock through my windshield and because I've always people will notice me and they'll be like, Oh, look, he has like a group of people around him coming to his house. He's like establishing some kind of a I've always been like It's like tribal warfare. Yeah, and I guess I've always symbolized a leader. And it's not even I'm not even like necessarily trying to be a leader. I'm just trying to have friends and I happen to have how, a house where people could come to. And I was like the one who was willing to buy a bunch of weed and like sell it to everybody. So naturally I just became like, I guess you could say a leader. Yeah. You have influence. Yeah. And, and that's a threat to someone else who wants to have influence. Exactly. So they, they try to take me down and I've noticed this throughout my whole life. And my, what I want, when I see someone else who has that, I want to team up with them. Let's partner up. You know, I, I, the more the merrier. But that's like a different, I have a very inclusive personality. And a lot of these 
alpha people are like exclusive. No, I think she's the same too, but the alpha takes over at some point. Well, well, she's the same, but she doesn't want other alphas in her herd. That's why she cut Randy. That's why she well, cuts Well, I think initially people. she wants them, but then when they start to threaten her power. Yeah. Right, there's a fear that that you can't partner. No, she doesn't. She, she she might think she wants other alphas, but a true alpha isn't going to submit to her, and that's what she wants. She wants all the people to submit to her. Yeah, so I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word true alpha because a true alpha is a leader, like the leader of the pack, the wolves. So, well, I guess so because the other one's a challenge. I just don't think she wants anyone challenging her. I don't, I don't think people like that want anyone to like challenge them or challenge her influence her her what is it what the well, fuck i'm well, just a true pawn. Alpha i'm there. really just a pawn in the game no but that i was just thinking about that though because like but that's not true because you are a free thinker well, right and, and yeah. you're not like influenced as easily as people think you are like they think that i i buy and drinking all our kool-aid but no i'm taking the good stuff and leaving what i don't agree which with. is even like a higher level because like if he didn't agree with what we we're doing here he would not be coming around and yeah. that's like i know that so that and that's part of something that's attractive i think we're but there are some people like I, I worry sometimes about Danielle with this, who will who will just like follow and not think for themselves. Yeah, and that's that can be dangerous. That's where you get these like cults and a bunch of people killing themselves because I'm sure somewhere deep down inside in the back of their head they're thinking maybe this is not chill, but they're not listening to themselves. And they're not, and that's where God comes in. Like I think we can decide with God what the best thing to do is. Right. Submitting and following doesn't always mean that you're weak or that you're not thinking for yourself. It just, I, I allow myself to submit to something that I agree with. Right. And then as if I don't agree with it anymore, it changes or whatever. I, I have the choice to no longer submit to that. And you have a similar I, personality to me. Right. I, I'll, I'll never take over the leadership necessarily, but I can abandon that. And no longer follow that right. at my own will. Right. And here's the thing about leaders is every leader is also a follower. And to be a good leader, you have to be a good follower. And followers are necessary and important. Everyone wants to be the leader, right? I'm the leader. There's no leader if you don't have a bunch of followers. Yeah. And loyal, good, smart followers, not a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't even like that that term. Like I almost feel like. It should almost be like Mikey, for example, like Mikey's like really helping. Like you could consider him like a follower of the whole learning to lose movement. Like you could, you could say that, but I don't really see same with Greg and Wickham and Rudy. And, but like, they're really not though, because they all bring their own leading yeah, so I think leaders to it. So we're all now in the front, like leading together. I just happen to like come up with a name for it because I'm like, well, I think no, no, way. you are the leader. But I don't really. But want... leader, I think, is a misinterpretation. I think people take that out of context. Like you provide the space, you have the gear, you have ideas, you gather people. You're a you're a, one of those 
I've seen this. My old best friend was but like But I this. like I really do want to delegate leading roles. Yeah. But yeah, I guess but you're, you're right. the ultimate orchestrator. But I don't really need to be. Like right now I well, would Well, yes lo- you do cuz without that we are, we are all lost. Right. So you have the uniting personality yeah. and vision. Yeah. So it's necessary. Why do you think cults? I'm watching this show on cults. Why the, do you the, think they never they just continue to sprout up and exist? Because human beings are made this way. Everyone needs their role. They feel better, like a pack of dogs. They're more happy when you show your alpha and show them where their place is than if they have to challenge you all the time. Right. It, it, it's good to know your spot and, and accept your spot and then do the best you can in that constituent of the whole. Is this boring to you? No, I'm fascinated. Okay. Look, at, look at this. Look at this. Did you see this cult thing that, that Rudy posted? I don't know. I got to take a look. Don't you want devoted followers who leave their families for you, give their money to you, give their bodies to you, give up their lives for you, consider you God, and will kill for you? Don't you want to become a cult leader? Since the death of God, there's been a vacancy open. You could fill that void. Here's how. <laughs> so, dude, Rudy is like, Rudy is like, she just found that sound on TikTok. I don't know whose voice that is, but we're thinking about making like cult shirts, <laughs> like running with that whole idea, like almost as like a joke, but like not right. like the learning to lose cult. Like, oh, you're going to call us a cult. We're going to be one then. I don't know. It could be fun. I feel right, like that yeah. would be dope. You know? Yeah, I like I it. Yeah. What is a cult? Here, pee, yeah, and then get on the microphone. <laughs> like, what is the definition of a cult? Like, does it need to necessarily be a bad thing? Yeah, I think that generally has a negative connotation. Uh, I don't know. A system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. A relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. A misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. But yeah, I mean, if this was to be considered a cult, it would be, we would be worshiping like vulnerability and like, Right, as an end to itself. And, and like loss as a loss, pain, and struggle, and hardship as a path to redemption, freedom, peace, and happiness. And that's what it would be. And I think the more people that we have like embracing that, I think it would be really good for the fucking whole world. Like imagine like seeing that type of shit as like a cool, imagine seeing like a disagreement as like an opportunity 
Like imagine having a conflict with your wife and being excited to deal with it. Right. To resolve it or to get to the core of where to, yeah. what's the conflict. Yeah. Like knowing that it was going to be dramatic or conflicting or argument knowing that that was going to be a part of the process but like embracing it and uh almost like wanting to do that so because all it calls me like a drama queen or whatever but it's almost like i've just embraced this idea because i've seen like there's this saying that your success is directly related to every your success is directly related to the amount of uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have. I just read something and just, this just reminded me of it. And it's, if that's okay, I'm going to read it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I feel like I just want to make shirts that say learning to lose. We are a cult. Just straight up. That would be yeah, like what dope. I think would be. Even- Nobody's embraced the cult thing. No clothing company has. No, like, that's like dope. It's like super punk rock and like anti. Because everyone's like trying to like use that as like a bad thing, but it's almost there's something amazing about it. I really think you need to use the symbol. Maybe oh. the symbol bigger and then just a little learning to lose or something. So that's the cult oh, symbol. Oh, yeah. It would just be like, right. boom. <laughs> Like we are a cult and on the back. It might turn off a lot of people, but who cares? But that's like what's like dope that's, about that's it. That's why we're the anti. That's what's dope about whatever. it. So what you were just saying, like being excited about getting into a conflict because of what it produces. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's learning to lose. And this is just cause I, I read the Bible every day, different parts of it. This is from a book called James. He was one of the people with Jesus through mm-hmm. his ministry. And he writes, it just says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials. Like, just think about that. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Like, he's saying, consider it joy, like we were talking about earlier, this, this idea of being joyful in a circumstance that's not, you know, it seems bad. Yeah. And I try to put that in practice too. Like the last six months, I mean, I'm doing it more now and like your situation, which bothers you. Yeah. I I try to look at it that way. Wait, What do you mean? What situation? The financial. Oh yeah. We all have, it's, it's harder. We each have our own area of that that is like difficult for us to do. Like I'm good at certain parts of the thing, but like there's other parts that I'm still really struggling with. And that's just the skill to learn to persevere through those things and yeah. you like get better at it as you. But I think the initiation of the skill is to look at it as a joyous thing right. or a positive thing. Like, oh, right. this is an opportunity. Right. That's what he Pat was just saying. It's for a- God to prove himself. Or not even prove himself, but to show you, do his thing. Right. And for you to learn, like, I'm God dependent. Again, deeper, because that's really what lightens my spirit is being dependent on this higher power. 
Right. That's the key. Is yeah. In your weakness. I mean, it wouldn't be a higher power if it was, if I was not dependent on it, you know, like an, it would be an equal power or, you know, right. Or something. Yeah. But we were just talking about like, like if, if, you know, in this cult, it, we would be worshiping vulnerability, trials, hardship, pain as a path to redemption, freedom, joy, growth. Well, that could get misconstrued as well. I think always needs to be worshiping like it's you just read. Wait, what did I say? Always? Did I said always? Wait, 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 what? No, always we should be worshiping only one thing. Well, but a cult is... The definition of a cult is like you're worshiping a figure or an object or like a thing. So in this case, it would be, you know, embracing. Well, well, isn't God a thing? God is everything. Yeah. But in the, in this case, it would almost be maybe not, maybe, we're, I mean, we're not worshiping vulnerability, but we're like Those embracing are principles. it. Those yeah, are our, our ideals. Yeah. The ideals behind where I guess we're worshiping our own understanding of How God. How is that different than religion though? Or AA or... It's not really any different than AA, but it's just, it's taking this... Well, it's very different from AA because it's taking the whole anonymity thing and turning it completely upside down. You and saying, what? instead of being anonymous, we're going to go out of our way to expose our hardships and pain to as many people as possible knowing that we're going to look bad, but also knowing that that's going to be good. So good Looking for everyone. good. Yeah. Like when, when I look bad, so many other people feel better, but it's not, it's because you're being honest. It's yeah. not because you look like a piece of shit. It's because you're being vulnerable. But here's the thing. I just thought of that Nirvana song where it's all been written. What's that song where he says, Oh, like, of course it's not new. Everything that we do is another version of something that's already been done. So we're just putting our version of something that's yeah, all already the best, exists. All the best things have Corey's been done. Corey's like, oh shit, I just got myself in a cold. I got to get out of here. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's just a joke, right? Yeah. yeah. The idea that it's a cult is that it's misplaced in, in, the, in these ideas and principles of worship and not, not God himself. Right. You know, no, but it would be a people. God. But the, the thing that we're worshiping is a God of our own understanding. Right. But the thing is, these cults start out that way. They're, they seem to be actually good in the beginning and help people. And then the power gets the, the, the main dude or girl or who group gets so much power. They start using it because that's what people do. Of course, people sin, don't they? But like the so, different, but now but, they can sin in a big but, way because they're admired. But so here's the difference is in this group, exposing your most vulnerable truth is encouraged. So then you would expose, I that. would have to be talking about that, which I have been, but we haven't even gotten to a point where that's even a thing yet because I'm already being broken down daily and exposed daily for all the flaws that I have. You know what I mean? So it's almost like the nature of what it is would prevent that from ever happening because yeah, you would never. So I guess in cults, you never question the ultimate. Word. Yeah. 
but learning to lose is all about basically question everything. Uh, hey, maybe that could be one of them too. Question everything. That's yeah, fun. But so there's this song that Dane wrote called Imitations at Best. And it's all about like. Um, it's all about like. Did you know Dane? Mm-hmm. Copying. It's all about like we're just imitations at best. He said, Hey there, I can see your scrutinizing glare. I can see your discontent. You know you've heard it before elsewhere. And I'm sure you're right on. I guess it's only fair to credit you with the master of the obvious trophy you've stripped me bare. I said, isn't that the thing? We're all just one collective mess of influence. Imitations at best. Don't get so down. The profundity of your criticism has fizzled out. Meaning like you're not so profound for criticizing me for being unoriginal because we're all imitations of something. The profundity for you I've long tried to be true and original, but now I've gone and thrown it all away. And I just remember like when I stopped trying to be so original, I was able to like copy things and use things without being like Without feeling like, because that's what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to take from things that are great and make them our own. This is probably the best song he ever wrote, and I'd like to try to cover it in like a film. That last part I didn't really. That triggered something in me because uh, I'm on this dating app and and somebody was saying, are you original? (laughs) Yeah, you are. Or I want you to be original, but. (laughs) You're actually like the most original person. Well, I think that we all are, and it's almost a sin not to be, to try to be something or wear a mask or be what you think you are because you're denying people the real you, and that's what they're really going to fall in love with, even if you're odd. A hundred percent. And it's when we're, it's when we're afraid to, to, to be our, ourselves that, and we're afraid of others judging us. That's when, that's the worst. That's when we're looking. That's when we're in, in the most like 
Or is that bad because conformity is also good? I guess there is no good and bad. There's a balancing act everywhere. No, we're supposed to just be ourselves. And that's an American ideal, though. Look at collective societies. You're supposed to. Right, you like, can, we're all John Wayne over here, but like. You can conform without being, you know, something true. you're not. That's true. Because you can only hold up an act so long, and eventually that's going to break down, and whatever's built on that is going to crumble with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. But you can conform without being false. You're right. Yeah. You're yeah. just your own unique part of that whole. That's why it's good to talk about things like this because we hold these concepts and we even think words mean something they really don't or phrases until we discuss them further. And I think most people would be bored to shit, but I like doing that stuff. Yeah, me too. I like exploring these, you know, so many thoughts I have, these philosophical ideas are just very simple ideas that just go unchecked and then they vanish into the void and I don't... I don't yeah. know if I ever really processed it properly and it just goes. And the sad thing about it is I feel like sometimes like last night I was speaking in old language. I don't even know where it came from in my head. I don't even know how I know these words like shit like comes through channels at the weirdest times. And I'm like, I didn't even know I was capable of speaking. Like, that what way. do you mean? Like old English, like previous United States and English. And you, you can't reset. I can't now. So it was there and it was wow. happening. Like Shakespearean or like... Okay, I'm watching the like show Middle called English? Taboo. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. It's a good one. Tom Hardy. Um, Anything with Tom Hardy is going to be good. Because the sets are right on. Right. Like you believe it and the acting is pretty good. Yeah. And the concepts, the values of the story... Well, it's the archetypal story. It's like but... gypsy, like magic. How far in are you? Oh, no, I haven't got to any magic. No. Are, are we pretty... talking about the same show? Taboo. I mean, Tom Hardy. I don't know who the people are. I mean, the it's main guy is like a... Yeah. The, dude, the, the star of that show is like a good-looking, badass guy, Tom Hardy. And he's a good actor, too. Yeah, he's the best. He's, he's, yeah, it's really good. I mean, I actually didn't like finish it. I could see how it's, it's boring. Like, it's gray and dark and wet and slow and slow and old, but like. But I was sifting through hundreds of shows, going like, "There's so many. How come not one of you them?" You picked a really good one. What that, service is that on? I want to look for that. It's Hulu? really good. Hulu? Well, the thing about just Hulu? the thing about like you know shows is is you have to look. Before deciding to get into a show, you have to look and see what it got on IMDb, mm-hmm. right? So Where this eight point four—that's good. Yeah. That's like so good. Oh. If it's up, if it's above an eight, it's um, you, you you should watch it. That one, yeah, yeah, it's really good. But I don't. I I stopped watching it because I kind of felt like I was not understanding what was happening. Well, it's interesting because there's a real, there's true history in it too. This is when the United States was breaking from Britain and there was a war and he, I don't want to give spoil alert, but you know, he, he inherits a strategic point and the East Island company right. who's all powerful at this point is his enemy. And his, and you know. He's, yeah, he, his dad gave him like, he left him a 
part of land which has like a dock on it yeah. or something, or it's like a port where you can like ship shit and he's like not giving it up. And it's also their entry from there to China, which is a big deal. And so he blah, basically, blah, and there's slavery involved cause it's at the time yeah. and it's, it's interesting. So he basically has, and they say the N word. Really? Oh, fuck, they must have made this show previous no. wokeness or something. With little movies and stuff like that, you can you can do that. Yeah. So you got to get up early, huh? Yeah. Me too. Not as early as you, but... Yeah, I was up at four today. Wow. Yeah. Where, are you, where are you going? Um, tomorrow, I think uh, Pasadena. What are you doing? Working on a pilot for a CBS show. One more day of shooting. So, like, what? Oh, man. Well, so, that's good. Tomorrow's your last day. And then you can... Yeah, but then I'm working on a commercial Wednesday to Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> what commercial? I don't... Uh, I think it's a Verizon commercial. So, when you... So, a pi... so someone's paying for a pilot and they don't know if it's going to become a show? Right. Wow. We shoot it just like a... I found It's a most... one episode of a new idea most pilots never go most don't most i just need i need to get a pilot made i made a pilot but it's i i made it so there was no the production value is not there the content is fucking there though yeah it's me and oleg like fighting in the fucking sand dunes over like Oh, that's my favorite, where you take the chair. This all-time favorite of all your things. You take the chair, and you go up over the sand dune or something. It's real, though, because you're really pissed. Yeah, it's just super raw. And the the way he caught it with his camera, it was so beautiful, too. Yeah. The cinematic part. Some of of that. Well, I mean, we just were at this location that was just insane. Where'd you shoot it? Well, I mean, a lot of it's shot in this house, and um, but we went to this place by like Pismo Beach or something, yeah. where the sand dunes are, to like take photos. And I wanted to do a video, and then Oleg and Veronica started yelling. We got into this big argument about like them not letting me just shoot. Like I wanted to get like a a clip. Cause I was had an inspired moment and he was trying to take a photo and I was like, and then he, he, he took a clip. He, he did the video. He did a short minute video for TikTok, but the sound was bad cause there was a lot of wind and I was like, ah, now, now, and I'm not like an actor, but I felt like this moment. And then he was like, yo, and I was like, you need to cover the, the speaker when you film it. So you're not going to get the wind. And then he was like, no, I'm, I'm taking this photo first. And then it just became, Veronica got upset because it was like all about me, but like really it was like a video I wanted to make for us. And Is Oleg an alpha? Yeah, I think so. Which is tricky for him because he doesn't speak good English and it makes it hard for him. Like back in the Ukraine, he could get away with that. But here he's, you know. Maybe that's part of his natural tendency to like butt heads with you. For sure. Do we want to wind up? Yeah. So you're sober. Yeah. Oh, we didn't really get much into that, but (laughs) 
Yeah, we got a little bit. No, that's it. It's all. I mean, I, I guess my only question would be like, is there anything else that transpired between that last podcast and you decided to get sober that you want to share on? Like what? What? Like what? You 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 went to this? You you went and got one more drink, or what happened? Well, after the after the podcast, I did a drink. Like that night. Yeah. Right. I went, I went home and got loaded. Wow. And what, what were your thoughts when you were doing that? Just I feel like a hypocrite. Wow. Because we're talking about all these principles and. I can't even apply it. So, like, so you got home I, and you did, you, 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 you drank what, how do you drink? Like I drink, I usually start with tequila and then, so you drink, you put, you pour a little bit of tequila in a shot glass or in a glass, just or, in a glass and just either drink the whole thing, take a couple shots at a time or, or sip on it and then, you know, try to get loaded pretty quick and then drink beer to maintain that. So you got home and you drank some tequila. Yeah. And wow, then, and that's like at one or two in the morning or something too. Yeah. And, and you were watching, you were, were you, what, are you, what are you doing? What else are you doing? Sometimes I'll put on just music huh. and, you know, depends on the day, but sometimes I'll just, you know, get loaded, play video games or put on music. What or, did you do that night? I don't remember. Huh. That sounds nice. And, 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 and is your wife home? No. If she was, I probably wouldn't be getting loaded. So where was she? She has her own place. Yeah, she has her own place. Oh, right. Okay. So do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. I've, no, no. Uh, he, that's his fiance. Right. He has a fiance. Oh, okay. Sorry, so why you, do I answer you guys, questions for No, it's okay. No, it's good. No, so, <laughs> so, so you're going to be getting married because you already went over all this with him right. on Not the phone. It, yeah, we would have been married in May, but because of the whole lockdown, we couldn't have our wedding at the at the venue because you know we were like seven weeks away from our wedding when the the whole world shut down so we postponed it till september and then realized that wasn't gonna okay happen. i want to ask you about her yeah but before we get to that i want to i want to ask you do you ever think about like i i think that there's something like cool and like i don't know romantic or something about like drinking like have you ever seen mad men no. You know, like Don Draper? Yeah. You know, like Matt, you know, like back in the day, people would just like drink, like, like detective movies. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever think about that shit when you drink or, or do you just fucking. What do you mean? Just the romantic idea? Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, oh, I'm just having a fucking glass of whiskey or whatever. Like I'm a adult. I don't know. Yeah. I want it to be normal or just like. Right. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> One time Joe, Joe was just here the other day and he was like, hey, we're going to go hiking with Joe. And, and he was like, do you want some water or whatever? And you're like, no, I'm good. And he's like, do you want some Gatorade or we're going to go on this hike? And you are, you're like, no, I'm, I already got, I'm good. And you had like a water, he had a water bottle filled with like vodka or something. It was probably tequila. Tequila. Yeah. Who did? He did. Oh. And Joe was like, yo, like I told Joe that you were like, gonna do the deal and he was like right on he was like yeah he was he had no doubt in his mind that you should be yeah neither did you. i think he and i have had conversations too about it same with your brother too like your brother that night in my house was like yeah he needs to be and i was like looking at him like who the fuck are you to tell (laughs) everyone who needs to be you need to be full like you both should be probably but i don't again like i don't know but if i was to have guessed it would have been him not you but sometimes the real ones hide it well. 
better than. Well, yeah. maybe both of you need it. Who knows? Right. Is Joe a good friend of yours, or you end up working with him or something? Yeah, I've known Joe for a long time. I don't know since like eighth or ninth grade. Oh, wow! We played football together, and, and you know, and it's he so and weird. he and my brother were good friends, and we, we and we all hung out, and we were all the good brother friends. that was here that yeah night. yeah my younger brother Kelly. And he he got into the industry also, and then, you know, on his own, and we were able to hire him and you know work on shows together and still sometimes you end up on shows together yeah he seems like a good dude oh he's great dude yeah yeah he's one of those guys very very not judgmental if you know I, that's probably why he he just knows what he knows because I, I, he's easy to open up to and to uh, talk about things in a real way like I never felt judged by him right I felt it's very easy to you know be Honest why why is he like that? Has he just always been that kind of way? I think he's just that kind of person. He's just has a level of compassion for people that Yeah, no, but he seems very friendly, very non judge yeah, like just a real kind of open, warm person. It's cool. Yeah. I wanted to ask about your, your, your girlfriend, is she going to be stoked? Have oh, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about it. She's, she's going to say, usually, like, the girl that you're with is, like, knows, or she, she she's, what she, what did you say to her? Um, I don't know. I think I just told her, hey, you know, I, I think it was the night I came over here and talked with Billy. I was like, hey, I went over there. I, you know, I decided I'm... I'm not going to drink. Mm. And and she just started crying because that's something that she... Wow. And I have talked about and she knows where... That's know. fucking amazing. Yeah. That's something that she, you know, I'm sure she prays about. He and, says so. He says it so casually. I know. Like, that's pretty profound. That's like, like, I like, wish yeah, we had yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. talked about this an hour ago. <laughs> but she doesn't yeah. know really the extent of it either, is what you're saying. Like, you kind of hide it. No, I did, I did hide it from her a lot, but... She probably has a pretty good idea. Yeah, but there were times where she found, you know, a bottle here or there. Or so you're not getting sober for anyone except for you. Right. That's, but that's, that's like the only way it works. It didn't work trying but to do it, for, you know. Have you tried her. before with other people? Yeah. And there were times, like the beginning of the quarantine, she really, you know, I was drinking a lot at the time. And she really wanted me to get sober. And I just kind of did it for her. Like, okay, I'll, you know, and I went about 60 days huh? and then, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't for me really. So it didn't, and it was me just like powering through on my own will. Right. And, you know, I just, it doesn't, it's not going to last like that. Wow. That's fucking amazing. See, that's the other cool thing about this is like, God, you, you, our lives just become better than we ever could have dreamed. And it's not, this is the promises. There's promises in this book. Oh no, don't open that thing again. No, the first, the first, the first promises. This is the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. We can recover. And then like all of a sudden it's like alcoholism, which is not even the alcohol. It's the, yeah, but like the, I think what they mean here though is like, the obsession 
to drink will be, can be, and will be completely removed before we're halfway through. We'll be amazed before we're halfway through. Like I don't, when I walk up into my room, it smells like weed because she just has a bunch of weed right now from DDA. That's like really, I don't even, I don't even, I, if I really think about it, like, dude, it would be fucking amazing to smoke a bowl or a bong load or a blunt. Like it would be, I really do like want to do that, but I like, don't like, I don't really, I don't like, I could talk about it and not even like have to. Well, if you think it through, no, like the obsession to do that is gone. Yeah, that that was the weirdest thing to me is like I couldn't go one day. Yeah, neither could not I. Not even a day. Bro, I couldn't years. go. I couldn't go. I couldn't go a half a day. And that was making promises. This is it. Tonight at midnight, I'm finishing this yeah. up, and that's it. But for me, it wasn't even just smoking weed. It was like taking pills and the smoking weed. It's like getting that fucking euphoric feeling. Not anything less than that was like not okay. Like if you were if you were just like oh let's just smoke weed today like that was not enough for me I would I would I would smoke it but it would not be enough I would be obsessing over the pills every day I couldn't go thirty days like you did and then at some point you're like oh you look back and you're like fuck I'm not jonesing I don't have to all. sit on my hands at all I don't I haven't even thought about and, it and that comes more and more. Like it might be removed for a while and then it'll come back a little bit, but like it it, it eventually just completely goes away. But like, I think the more we do this, the quicker it goes away and, and and the longer that lasts the, 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 the feeling of like it, that obsession being removed, being gone. It's like a muscle that is strengthened and, and it gets strengthened by this shit. Yeah. I have a lot of experience too of staying sober for a week, three days, 30 days, and then going back. So the initial Jones is kind of gone, but the thought still got me back. Like I just, in my heart of hearts, I wasn't, I didn't want to be sober. I just didn't want to have a shitty, painful life, I think is, and I didn't really connect all the dots for many years of that. So, so here's the deal before you drink, you have to, uh, we're not saying you can't drink, do whatever you want to do. Right. But just before you drink, you have to try to call Billy. And if he doesn't answer, you have to call me. That's it. Because like just talking about it and, and and then by the end of the conversation, if you still want to drink, you're going to fucking drink and we're still going to be homies and you're still going to come to the meeting and everything's going to be all good. It doesn't need to be. That's true. We won't, we this, won't judge you. It doesn't need to be this I mean, crazy thing because it's really not. It's like you've been drinking for fucking 20 years or more. So what's the big deal? Like it doesn't need to be like this big deal. It just needs to be like today you want, you, you don't want to. And the only thing I think about that is if you really want to drink, you ain't calling nobody. Well, but that's the thing though is <laughs> yeah, if you make that, a commitment, to call us before yeah, but, you drink. Yeah. That's the thing is if you're thinking about it, right. see the, the, the relapse doesn't happen. Like it, you don't, nobody ever just slipped and fucking 
whoops and just drank a bunch of fucking alcohol it like we think about it before we do it so you have to call and put that out there before you are like really making plans to do it right that's the hard part for some people for me it wasn't that hard because i understood right away that like when i call someone else it's good for them right you have to understand that, you have to that thought helps you have to know that right you have to know that like me answering your call is pretty much is kind of like me doing this right which keeps me sober which is weird for me cuz i almost never want to answer the phone but i do it and yeah. it, it helps yeah. even though i don't want to do it <laughs> yeah don't that doesn't i mean i don't want you to think you shouldn't call no i understand that thought <laughs> though I, yeah so how are you how are you feeling about all this pretty good yeah yeah there's i think one thing i wanted to say that was on my mind just coming into this was there's this fear when i think about not drinking in like in the future which already that's a trouble yeah but the idea that i'm gonna miss out or something or that i'm not gonna enjoy how can i enjoy life because yeah. i always look to it for enjoyment in these situations like if i'm gonna go do a project i'm gonna go work you know on some wood carving or wood brown you know there's so I'm so used to the idea of having a drink with it that I'm going to miss out on some enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Well, that's just future tripping. Right. And it's not true. It's not real. We can enjoy everything. You know, and, and the other thing is it's almost like we enjoy it more in a way because we know that we're not we know that monkey's off our back. Right. Because like, yeah, you can enjoy the wood stuff. I can enjoy making music loaded, but like but I just, I'm deep down inside. I still got this thorn in my side right. and it's like, ah, I just, anything is better. Yeah. If I'm really honest, there's no, there's nothing about the drink that's going to make that experience better. I enjoy sculpting things out of wood right. because of what it is. Yeah. And the drink can, isn't going to make it better. No, if anything, if anything, it's going to get in the way and slow it down and, yeah, if anything, you can enjoy things even more and feel more. And right. It's just a little bit harder to get to that place. Or maybe it doesn't need to be harder. You know what? I was thinking, you know how you, you said it's a, it starts with a thought? Mm-hmm. Maybe if you even find yourself irritable or extra, you know, crabby and pissed off, you should just send out a text mm-hmm. because that's probably where it's already working on you right it's conceived in it yeah. yeah but also in the early stages of sobriety it's like i don't even know if it's if it needs to be related to any kind of negative it's just we just want to just doesn't matter if it's mm. good bad yeah. light it's kind dark of constant, yeah. we just think about getting loaded and we just want to get loaded and that's it but what i'm saying is if you're already in a bad way your chances of right going for it might be more. Yeah. Like today with, with 15 years of sobriety, like when I, the times are when I'm like really thinking about, wow, that would be nice to just get high right now. It's when I'm like not doing good. It's when I'm in a lot of fear about something or like angry with her or someone or something and I'm just like, I just want it to go away. Anger seems to be the biggest one for me. Yeah. 
leads me to think that that would help somehow. Like or yeah. or like joy. Like it's these two extremes. Yeah, I was thinking that too. If you're feeling real good too, yeah. You know what does it for me? A sustained a sustained problem that it I, it's continuous for a period of time, and then finally I'm like, fuck, it would be so nice to check out just for a little while. Mm-hmm. What do you get angry about? Uh, different things. Like if I'm in a argument with my fiance or something about, you know, this year was hard having to postpone the wedding and all these things is just neither one of us liked that idea. But like, what would you argue about? Um, whether or not, it was necessary to have a big wedding and just right. do it somewhere else. And, and just you were, like, you, just you obviously were just down to just not have a big wedding. Right. I mean, I was married before she wasn't, so uh-huh. that's different for me than it is for her. I didn't really want to spend a bunch of money on the wedding. Even my first wedding, I was like, shouldn't we well, put that? I. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Shouldn't we put that money towards something else? Well, they're ridiculous. They're so expensive. Yeah. You don't even know, bro. Especially when we did. And then afterwards, like, we shouldn't have done that. We should have put it into a house. It's like, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> that one was, that's, that's old resentment. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know things he could get angry about is his past relationship. The nut that he has to come up with every month and all of the oh, situation. Yeah, that, and that's a stressor. Yeah. Financially. Yeah. But. So it, it always comes down to selfishness and self-centeredness. Pretty much. Yeah, you're right about that, even though it's hard to see sometimes that I'm being selfish and self-centered. Mm-hmm. Like in his case, I'm like, fuck, I'd feel the same way. But there's definitely me thinking of me in that sense, that it's selfish. Like, ah, oh, poor me, and me, 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 this, and me, that, and blah, blah, blah. I want this, I don't want that, I like this, and me, 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 I. But at the same time, I chose that, you know. And that's where the fucking freedom comes is yeah. when you finally look inwardly and you take responsibility for all your actions and all the stuff that you did and and <clears throat> all the decisions that we make. And there's literally like never a time where when I should be upset with anyone else except for myself. Because I'm just not accepting something exactly the way it's supposed to be. Hmm. That's what the this program taught me. Yeah, oh, I just think of this instance when I decided to get on the back of a scooter with somebody I knew was an idiot and changed my life forever. See, that's the thing, though, is there are certain circumstances where it's hard to see that it was my part. Like if someone just walks up to me and but punches me. But it was me. my decision. I knew I talked to this person for like a half an hour before. Please just be cool. Drive safe. I just need to pick something up. So I was, I, it was my decision. Oh, well, I'm still alive. I'm still here. We're talking. And the God thing comes in when it, when it isn't your fault. It re- some things really aren't our fault, you know, like someone could just walk up to us and rob us out of nowhere and we could be in like a safe place. And, mm, and I that's, that too. that's just like, I had my head a, stomped in. Yeah. He's had some things that yeah. 
have happened to him that are really just not. That wasn't my choice. <laughs> but God is able to make I didn't good, even talk good out, of, out of our evil choices. Yeah. And make us who we are. Yeah. Well, that's how I can look at it as a good thing. I wouldn't be the person I am, even if I am more than half, well, broken. In fact, I don't even know how I'm not, like, crippled or something. All the shit. But I'm here. And uh, it makes you who you are. And, and you can have empathy and affect people. But I'm a selfish motherfucker. What do I care about that? You know? Mm. But when I can really be connected, I can see it as all a beautiful journey. And the closer I get to death, I can see that more clear. Right on. Um, good talking. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. Yeah, love you. That was you. a great talk. Thank yep. you. Good night. Thanks.